All right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here alone for a solo interview episode. The season is here. We made it. Congratulations, everyone. The NBA season is finally here. Although, be honest, it's just two nationally televised games. Does that even count? Does the season even count if we don't have League Pass games to watch? Come on. Uh, I mean, I guess it's better than nothing. Okay, the season's back. Congratulations, everybody. We did it. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed your final few days before your lives end with the return of basketball. I uh, did my taxes in the final days leading up. I also watched a handful of movies on Saturday, crammed them in, watched uh, Molly's Game and The Arrival with Charlie Sheen, which is awful. Uh, You should watch it. And The Phantom Thread. John been talking about that for so long. Obviously, I wanted to see it, P.T. Anderson. So I got three movies in on Saturday. I finished my taxes. Uh, I learned about a parlay calculator. More to come about that. So uh, I was very productive in the, uh, the time until the season ended. Oh, I also did many, many fantasy drafts. We wrapped up all of our fantasy basketball drafts with our patrons from patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. We had four fantasy drafts, including the world-famous international stackhouse of pancakes, negative fantasy league for pride and glory. That draft was hilarious. Uh, My wife was not super thrilled that I had yet another draft on Sunday night, but I was trying to explain to her that it's just the iShop draft and it's a snake draft with 34 teams so I could do it while also watching the kids. Uh, Shout out Fantrax for hosting our negative fantasy league for the second straight year. Now, unfortunately, in that 34-team draft, about eight teams were auto-drafting, and they were auto-drafting from the wrong end of the player pool because they were just taking the highest player based on average draft position based on normal fantasy leagues. So, like, James Harden went first uh, with his negative 1,200 projected points. Uh, That's not good. It's a negative fantasy league, but you get points for doing bad things negative 1200 points is terrible sorry guys uh, wish you could have made it to the draft but uh anyway it was wild it was fun it was silly uh it's just the kind of stuff that we do with the folks who support us at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast if you missed out on all the fantasy leagues we will probably do a second chance fantasy league here in a little bit uh maybe head to head maybe negative fantasy just so uh we can get involved with some late arrivers or people who find our show or people who decide they don't want to be left out. So if you want to support us, you can do that at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Even though you missed this first round of fantasy, you can still get the bonus episodes, the episodes of Ground Chuck with Chuck and John and joining our, you can join our private Slack chat to talk about basketball around the clock. So support our show at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast also the return of the nba season is the return of playing draft Draft draft.com slash fast break draft is an app it's a daily fantasy app but it's different than the other daily fantasy apps where it's like a salary cap thing and you're playing against a bunch of pros and you can all have the same players No, no no this is a snake draft you join a little league that briefly drafts it takes like a minute or two uh you get your team for that night 
it is so much fun. It's a little fun side game for while I watch the NBA. I got so into it last year. I adored it. Most of last year, I was just playing our Patreon supporters and our listeners. But then during the playoffs, I started playing just strangers, and I won all the time. And now I'm looking forward to this season. I'm still going to play our listeners, but I'm going to play strangers and win money uh, all the time. Like, it's super fun. You can do leagues where you leave out all the best players, so you're you're picking, yeah, I don't know, the scrubs. You're seeing, all right, should I get Trevor Ariza? Or should I get Dylan Brooks? It's, it's funny. It's like uh, it's for real NBA nerds. And again, if you want to play strangers, uh, you can win money. So go to draft.com or in the iTunes or Android app store. Download the app Draft. Use our code FASTBREAK, and you will get a free $3 game on us. Follow me on there. My name is FASTBREAK. Breakfast. I'll follow you back. Then we can play each other in fantasy drafts. It's just a super fun way to win some money. It's perfectly legal, I think, in every state but Missouri because fantasy sports, it's a skill game. Uh, you can pay in with PayPal or a credit card. You can get paid out immediately upon winning. It's not like some of those offshore casinos where getting your money out is a little harder. So I highly recommend it. I honestly play it almost every day. Uh, I've been playing some NFL, not quite as much fun, but the NBA season is back. And with that, draft.com slash fast break so play fantasy basketball support our show download that draft app use our code fast break all right now to our guest zach harper a lot of fun having him on it's a great way to kick off the season we previewed some of the teams we looked at the timberwolves which he's a big fan of we picked our playoff teams uh just a bunch of stuff uh he's a great guest so hopefully you will enjoy that and again congratulations we made it Enjoy the start of the NBA season. My guest today writes for The Athletic. He podcasts for Count the Dings. He's maybe on Sirius sometimes. I'm not really sure. Uh, Zach Harper. Zach, welcome back. Can you complete your bio for me? What else are you into? I think that I think that's it. Yeah, I, okay. I write for the Athletic now. I podcast at Count the Dings. I do some serious XM work for Mad Dog Sports Radio and the NBA Channel. Um, I go to the dog park every day. There you go. What else? Yeah, you can see me like at a Starbucks patio. If you're looking yeah. for more content, uh, he Zach has just invited you to, to the dog park. Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you can find out which dog park it is. Come join me. I want to say you've uh, you've been generous enough to come on uh, two other times. Both times after you came on, within like a couple weeks, your podcast was on a new somewhere else or or a new podcast. So I don't know if that's a harbinger. Right. So I don't know. I mean, now you're on the count the dings. You were on other things. So just warning, listeners and or you, uh, the, it the, could, might it be could change at any time. Yeah, yeah, it could change at any time. No, uh, I think we're I think we're we're good now. I think we're going <laughs> to stick on this okay. one. I think I don't think we're going to rebrand or anything. Uh, we've we've gone through some gone through some craziness over the last year but i think i'm i'm like 55 percent sure we're, <laughs> we're sticking where we are yeah that's uh that's minus 120 uh, <laughs> right we're, exactly. we're staying zach is staying where he's at all right well we always talk about breakfast the nba season starts on tuesday we are talking on monday can you look into the future do you have any plans for opening day breakfast of the nba so that's a great question because I'm I'm supposed to do Sirius XM radio tomorrow from uh, from ten to one Pacific time. Oh, so okay. Uh, ch- check out Sirius two hundred seven XM eighty six. Those might be the channels. You can Google what the NBA channel is. 
Uh, but yeah, I think I'll be on with Amin El Hassan and Rick Mahorn. I believe that's the uh, that's the goal here. So so I got so I got to be there. I got to be there at like nine thirty. <laughs> that means I got to get up. Now I'm just going through my my schedule with you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I get up probably I gotta get up probably like seven thirty. Take the dog out. You know what? I'm gonna treat myself to a nice little break. I'm gonna go and get like uh, there's this place around the corner for me that has a phenomenal eggs Benedict with prosciutto in it. Okay. Uh, and it's kind of over like a like a like a bed of arugula and it's got some hash browns in there and everything. It's uh, it's it's very good. So I think I'm gonna treat myself to that for the kickoff of the NBA season. That's good. We encourage people to treat themselves. That sounds like a very nice, uh, fancy little breakfast. I, yeah. I almost, what, what's your breakfast going to be? Well, I was going to say in my head, I got to let you know, I was going to say a fancy little L.A. breakfast, but then it I is, decided it, to leave that out. I, but then no, I, it's, a, it's I told an L.A. You. breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be, be like, on a patio. I'll probably have the dog with me. I'll have a cappuccino or something with like coconut <laughs> milk or some bullshit like that. So, yeah, it's going to be an L.A. breakfast. Right. Uh, I don't. Thanks for asking about my breakfast. I don't know, man. Each day is a mystery. So when Tuesday, sure. when Tuesday starts, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. So there's also a chance that I oversleep and am relegated to like a bowl of instant oatmeal. I also, I liked how you said I got to be on the radio at 10. So what I'll get there, like eh, nine 30, like, all right, it's, I guess there's no, you're, you're prepared. There's there's no like pregame yeah, meeting I mean, or anything. Okay. Unless there's a, unless there's a, you know, a trade that happens between nine and 10, I should be okay. <laughs> uh, Amin Al-Hassan is a funny guy. We actually joke about him a lot for a while on our podcast and with our Patreon supporters because uh, we got real mad one time, just, you know, like people will do uh, with him uh, because he, he was putting down my favorite team, the Grizzlies, by saying it doesn't matter what they do because they're just going to lose in the playoffs. So we've become a joke by anytime someone talks about a team that isn't the Warriors we always throw in, but they're just going to lose in the playoffs. So that's our, that's our Amino has. And here's the thing. Amin's a good friend of mine. He's a, uh, <laughs> we're part, we're part of a podcast company together. We do radio together. Uh, you guys should, should give him crap at all times. Yeah. Oh, sure. At all times. Yeah. I want to say he was the first person who ever wore one of our house at Goink shirts, handed it to him and he, he pumped it oh, up okay. pretty big. So we, we sold a handful of uh, a solid half dozen uh, based on go. his initial tweet. So we're not mad at him, but we just do. Yeah. We like to poke fun at his, well, they're just going to lose in the playoffs <laughs> as if that's a reason to just dismiss other NBA teams. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so you are a, you're a noted Timberwolves, you know, fan ish expert. Oh, old writer. Yeah. Uh, how's that going? You know what? I'm really enjoying it. So they're not – once this Jimmy Butler stuff started to happen, uh, really in the – even before the second half of last season, but really got going the second half of last season and then obviously the summer and, and right before spring training – or spring training, right before training camp, uh, it's it's really ramped up. But I've kind of known like this – it's unlikely he's going to stick around, right? Mm-hmm. And so if he's not going to stick around and, and Cat and, and Wig don't – make the leaps they need to make immediately, then this team's going to be bad. And I'm used to them being bad, but I need them to be interesting if they're bad. And this is interesting. (laughs) Like this whole thing blew up. We had like the whole, um, manufactured, uh, you know, interview with ESPN the day he comes back to practice and, and everything was set up for that in, you know, beforehand. But then he, he like, 
he takes it to another level by beating the starters, beating the second unit, and then beating the starters with the third stringers, right? So, like, he even comes through on an even crazier proclamation than than what he was hoping to do. And it's got to be like, all right, now he's got to go, and now he and Glenn Taylor are meeting and saying, hey, we're going to try to trade you, but you need to be a professional and come to work and try hard and all this stuff. Like, Glenn's really big on asking people to try <laughs> right. hard when – I don't know that this organization has tried all that hard over the last 28 years or however long it's been been running. So, uh, yeah, like to me, this whole thing is just funny because it's such a mess and everybody's wrong in this situation. Like there's not one single side of this thing that is in the right. So everyone's wrong. Everyone's at fault. And and at least like the headlines are funny. They, they are. And I love that Glenn Taylor asking the guys, hey, can you commit to getting better? Yeah, boss. Yeah, I can do that. You know, like, oh yeah, you're gonna give me 150 million dollars. Yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to try hard. I gotta say though, I actually failed that question my entire life. Whenever I applied for a job, I don't think I ever got a job I ever applied for. Only jobs I got were like, hey, can you do this? Yes, I can. And then I was hired. Uh, like, if I ever went into interview, they'd be like, do you see yourself doing this in in two years? I'm like, no, nah, boss. No, nah, no, nah, I don't. I wouldn't think so. So yeah, I always failed the I question. Would, like, would you? I do- was- I was working for the court of appeals before I started this career. This is my last, that was my last real job before I, before I got into this. And, uh, and within the first week of working there, I worked there for like almost three years within the first week of working there, the head deputy clerk, big boss there. That's not a judge calls me into her office. She goes, you know, there's some concern about you around the, around the office. I was like, Oh my God, like, have I been screwing up? Like I thought I I thought I was getting hang of this whole thing, whatever. She goes, well, you just, you don't smile a whole lot. I was like, Okay. And she's like, why is that? I was like, I'm at work. <laughs> and she was like, well, you're not happy to be at work. And I was like, well, this isn't what I want to do with my life. <laughs> right, right. That didn't, that didn't go over great. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, I can relate on, on, on a definitely on a very similar experience. Right. All right. So uh, what is the latest scuttlebutt on this entertaining Timberwolves thing? Like with your plugged oh, in Ness, yeah. as much plugged in as you can be, like, what's your, what's your guess? Is, is he, is he on the team November 1st? Is he on the team coming into so, the trade deadline? So I thought I thought that when he did the whole practice thing, that this was going to be an embarrassment to Glenn Taylor, that he gave the ultimatum to Tom Thibodeau. Get him out of here or you're gone too. Uh, I really thought that's what was going to happen, and I thought Thibodeau would then, uh, would then trade him to Miami for less than what has been reported. Um, but... Glenn Taylor didn't take it that way, or he didn't take it as harshly as, as I thought he would. So I really think now, now that the season started and Jimmy's just going to play, um, one, they have a very tough schedule. Like they, even with Jimmy, they could easily be like three and nine to start the year. Like they have a very tough schedule to start the year. So I think it's going to be a disaster on the court that could lead to a push for a trade, um, because of the slow start. But I also believe that like, because, their options theoretically open up December 15th when those summer contracts can be moved. I think he's here till December now. Now, granted, I'm usually pretty bad at, at predicting deals. Like if I think it's going to be a, a heavy trade deadline, nothing happens. If I think nothing's going to happen, it's a heavy trade deadline. So this stuff I, I wouldn't say I have a great, uh, a great guess with. But it really does seem like now that we've gotten to the point where he's going to start the season playing for the team – I think they're just kind of kind of drag it out until they see what other options are there. And then at that point, they have a real decision to make of is Miami is Miami going to be desperate enough and feel like the market has opened up to where now they have to they have to kind of relinquish a pick and Josh Richardson and something else. Right. Or will Pat Riley dig his heels in 
keep calling, you know, Thibodeau an MF or, and then, and then just say like, no, we'll, we'll talk to you at the deadline. Let's see how, let's see what kind of spiral you can have. So I really think we're going to, I think this is going to drag out longer, which to me is funnier. So I'm, I'm into it. One of the issues with it dragging out longer is what's going to, if it drags out to like January, what's going to prevent Jimmy from developing one of those Kawhi quad injuries? That's a great question. Where he's just I mean, like, that's kinda, oh, I don't feel right, guys. Uh, I'm out. And then he just sits out the rest of the season and there's no trade. And then well, just, that's, that's the thing. I don't think, I don't think there will be no trade because I do think he's going to try to get to a place where he can, he can sign the, the big resign contract. Yeah, sure. So I, I, like he keeps saying it's not about money and all that stuff. It, it's about money. If sure. he can get $190 million, he's going to get $190 million. But, um, but I, that was the funny thing about the whole practice situation was he had been excused from the team for media day and all this stuff because I think he had a hand injury. So they're like, Oh, it's going to take you about a week for that to heal. Go ahead. Take some time away from the team. Uh, cause they thought they were going to trade him in that time. They didn't. He comes back. We have the whole glorious chaos that, that happened. And now, and now it's like, all right, could this hand injury become a nagging thing? Maybe it, he's got knee issues. Like could the knee issue pop up and all of a sudden it's like, well, maybe I'll just sit out a little bit. Yeah. I think it's all in play. I'm ner- I'm nervous. I'm nervous for the Timberwolves. Nervous for that team. We just did our uh we finally got to our, you know, perfunctory over under podcast. And uh th- their number is so confusing. It was like 41 or 41 and a half. And they're just a team with so many such a wide range of outcomes. Like you could imagine even if Jimmy Butler leaves and if they get back Josh Richardson and some pieces from Miami, like that could, that team could win 50 games. If like they figure out how to go through cat all the time, maybe, I don't know, maybe Tyus Jones plays more or something. Like I could see this team being, being quite good again. And then you could be like, man, the wheels could totally fall off. Jimmy Butler could refuse to play for weeks on end. They could be in, in the lottery. And so a lot of ways it can go, but I'm actually getting off the Timberwolves. Are there any other teams out there that you look at, as the season starts as also having like that wide variation or a wide possibility of outcomes or just a team you're like totally confused by as the season starts. Um, I'm very excited about, about Milwaukee. Uh-huh. Now they could be the same old bucks as last year. And, and you know, they just kind of get by and they're good enough most nights. Right. But the fact that they have real coaching, a real system, they're shooting a ton more three pointers in preseason than they did last season. Granted, it's preseason, but I think that's you know it's a Mike Budenholzer staple. So I think I think that's going to kind of stick around in some way. Um, they just look more modern than they did before, and and if you actually maximize, it's weird to I wrote this in the in the division preview for the Central Division, like where it's like there's like Giannis has not been maximized in any way, which is weird considering has like a 30 usage rate over the last two years outside of uh, minutes per game. But yeah, right outside of minutes per game. Like it's, they're just like everything's so basic with how they're doing things. And now they have a real system. I think everyone's going to embrace it. Like I really think this should be a 50 win team based on the, based on the upgrading coaching at the same time, if there's still, if it's just a malaise around the roster and they're really not that good. And that's the reason for, you know, this, the basic schemes not working all that stuff last year. I don't think they could miss the playoffs, but they could screw up and get the eighth seed. And I, and I think that that's, you know, that's a goal. That's a big goal for them. And, and then in the West, I think Memphis, like Memphis could be the same thing that happened last year, right? Injuries happen. Guys uh, are cranky. You know, they they have a bunch of G league guys r- rotating through the lineup and they win, you know, 25 to 30 games. Or I really think they can make the playoffs, which means they have to win like what, like 46, 47 games. Yeah. That's music to my ears. 
I don't know. I'm like a, they're good. They're good though, right? <laughs> like it's like when healthy, they're a good team. I I'm like I actually put real money on the Grizzlies over. And now I'm like just filled with regret. Their preseason was terrible. The Grizzlies preseason was terrible. And again, you don't want to take too much from that, but it's like this team is going to struggle to score. We knew that going in. They're probably going to be terrible at rebounding. And then in the preseason, they were te- they could not get rebounds. Like no one. Uh, yeah. you know, like, like the guys, like Dylan Brooks, he doesn't do the intangible things, even though everyone thinks he does. He doesn't get loose balls. Like He doesn't chase down rebounds. He doesn't get steals. And then, like, I don't know, like Chandler Parsons, Jamichael Green, none of these people chased down the ball. So I got, I got real nervous. And I feel like the Grizzlies coaching situation is, like, so up in the air. They just have to win 33 games. I mean, that's all I need. But that's it? it? <laughs> oh, they'll get 33. That's I, a lot. I'm, I, like, I'm, uh, I'm pretty nervous because I'm, I'm worried, like, the coaching situation might actually be bad. As much as I adore all the ex-90s, 2000s NBA players on the bench, like heroes of mine, like Nick Van Exel, Jerry Stackhouse, that's, that's great, but I'm still... I'm pretty nervous. Uh, Gordon, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind that assistant coaching staff getting some minutes. Exactly, which is not a yeah. great thing. I mean, Vitaly Potapenko, <laughs> like Vitaly oh, Potapenko, is probably our best screener on the Grizzlies. No one. He, no might, one, he might be. He might be the best rebounder. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, be. yeah. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the Bucks. So, I I, I took the. Uh, I took the under of, of forty-eight and a half. Not real money, just for you know pride. But I th- have immediately regretted that as well because it's like. The preseason, I mean, they scored they scored seventy points on the Timberwolves in something like sixteen minutes, like in, the, in right. one of the preseason games. Uh, and everyone is so hyped for Budenholzer on the Bucks or shooting threes. Chris Middleton is now taking half of his shots from behind the three point line. Like they're letting everyone just play, and it feels like this hype train is just rolling. And and some of that contrarianism in me is why I was like, well, that's probably an under then. So I'm actually happy you, you feel like there could be a, a wide variation w- with the Bucks there. Yeah, I I also th- I mean I do think the the ceiling for them is more likely just because they they had a coach last year who wanted to foul the opponent when his team was up four because he was worried about <laughs> a four point play. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we can stress enough how bad Jason Kidd was with basic strategy. I, I don't. I don't like to cross my sports, but I almost wonder if the Bucks this year moving from Kidd and Prunty to Budenholzer is similar to like a, a Los Angeles Rams going from Jeff Fisher to yeah. like the, all of a sudden uh, the Rams can score forty points every week with the exact same players. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I live in LA. I have a, a good <laughs> friend who works for the Rams, and so I've been paying a extra attention to them. I could see some Rams type vibes from this Bucks team. I'm in uh, another team that I actually think has a really wide just number of outcomes is, is the Los Angeles Clippers where this is a team where I feel like is, is good. And maybe I'm wrong there. Like, I feel like this team could, where you might think the, the Grizzlies could sneak into the playoffs. I feel like the, the Clippers might be the one like weird projected to be lottery team that sneaks into the playoffs. I like, I like most of the rotation pieces. Uh, I feel like maybe they'll actually unleash some, some, some Boban on, on the world, like in real minutes and not just like against the nuggets. And they could be one of those teams that kind of just gels and like they, they go eight deep and uh Shea Gildas Alexander is good. And Lou Williams can score and Tobias Harris plays well. And like they win, like, you know, like 40, 45 games or something. I also could see like, you know, if Gallinari is hurt again, if Beverly and Taya Dosich are hurt again. And then, you know, Jerry West is like convinces Balmer. We, we gotta, we gotta shut it down. We gotta get a pick. So I can see this team going like, you know, 25 to 45. And so, like what 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 do you, what what do you think about the Clippers? Like, what's your confident levels uh, for what they can do this year? 
I don't think their floor is quite that low, although injuries are certainly a concern. Like, I think this is kind of a perfect team for Doc Rivers to coach. Mm-hmm. Um, like he, uh, you know, we can't keep going back to this example all the time, but his first year coaching, I think the magic's best player was Daryl Armstrong and they won 41 yeah. games and he got coach of the year. Like I, I think Bo that Outlaw? this is, yeah, yeah Bo Outlaw was there. Maybe, maybe an Andrew DeClerc or Michael Doliak <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was, it, that's what last year reminded me of once they traded Blake of that team played way better than they should have. And they had a bunch of injuries and it, and doc just like doc knows how to get that out of role players. I don't think he, I think he needs superstars to police themselves and that's what happened in Boston. It's not what happened, you know, with Chris Paul, Blake Griffin and those guys. But in terms of just like a bunch of role players coming together as a team, I think that's kind of the perfect group for him to, to coach up. So I think their, their floor is probably in that like, 35 win range oh, uh, as okay. opposed to 25. Yeah. I think they're going to be like kind of just right in the middle there. And I would be shocked if they made the playoffs just because of how deep the, the West is, but I expect them to be in it until like, it's like a week and a half, two weeks before the season's over. And we're like, well, they're not mathematically eliminated yet, but right. there's no way that's going to happen. Yeah. So who, who are your West playoff teams? I'm assuming everyone we got, we got warriors, rockets, Jazz Thunder, I'm presuming, is everyone, and then probably Lakers. Is that right gonna, for you? Yeah, I, I'll try to. Let me try to go to go in order. Let's see okay. if I can figure this out. Uh, Warriors. Yeah. Jazz. Okay, sure. As the two seed. Yeah, I think Houston. Sexy. I don't think Houston. I don't think Houston's going to take this season as seriously as they did last year because of how it ended. So, uh, Utah second, Houston third. Although we could flip those two. Um, Thunder fourth. I'll go – I don't love Denver, but I'll go Denver fifth. In my book, that means you love them, but keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's uncharacteristic of me because I really don't like Denver, but I just think they're going to win a bunch of regular season games. Um, I'll go Denver fifth, Portland sixth, L.A. seventh, and who's going to be my eighth seed? Uh, San Antonio. I think so San Antonio San, makes San Antonio. It. So you got, you, yeah. got, you got Pelicans and Timberwolves as the – you know, most likely to be up there, but, but missing out then. Yeah. I think the wolves are, are done, especially <laughs> once they trade, once they trade Jimmy, I just, it's going to be a disaster. Um, but with, uh, with the Pelicans, it's not that I don't believe in them. I'm just not totally convinced what we saw in the second half of last season is them. Sure. Yeah, they were they were definitely on fire, uh, definitely hitting all their strides. Now they're, they, they lost playoff Rondo bringing in the pride of Lafayette, Alfred Payton. Right. <laughs> Don't know how that's going to go. Right. Uh, uh, I think we know how that's going to go. <laughs> uh, look at the Eastern Conference. What, what, what do you feel about the Eastern Conference? I feel like in, in the East, it's almost like who is vying for eighth. Like uh, Celtics, yeah. Raptors, Sixers, Bucks, uh, Pacers, and then I guess Wizards and Heat. I feel like those Wizards, seven are in. Heat. It'd be crazy yeah, if those seven are in. Yeah, it would take like a major injury, I think, for those, those seven to not get in. So then it's like... So hey, who's, your, who's your last about, spot? I guess Detroit, although I think Cleveland's going to be in it. Okay. I really like, I think they're going to be in the mix. I mean, like I think Cleveland's going to, if assuming they don't kind of blow things up, well, blow things up. Like they don't, you know, trade Kevin love or something. Right. Um, I think that they'll be able to like, you know, kind of, kind of make some noise, but yeah, I guess I would go with Detroit. I can't stress enough how much those guys didn't like Stan Van Gundy <laughs> towards the end of last season. And I think, you know, Dwayne Casey's a, he's a good coach. We, we give him so much crap because of, his failures against LeBron, but they were pretty good against everybody else. So I think, I think he'll be able to coach up Detroit. And, um, as long as Blake Griffin plays like 
55, 60 games. I think they'll make it. That's pretty good. How, I, I think I have Charlotte. I think Charlotte's my eight Oh, Charlotte. Yeah, I but forgot about be, Charlotte. Charlotte, but it's gonna Charlotte be so could close. definitely get in. Charlotte could definitely get in. I'll still go Detroit because I think they have more talent. But yeah, that Charlotte team's interesting. Charlotte is a team that I think has like a, a wide range of outcomes that not even related to injury. Like I could see that team. If everyone's healthy, I could see him winning 26 or 41. Like, well, I don't, yeah, like, because, I don't know. I mean, you just don't know what you're going to get out of Batum, right? Like we don't know what he's going to do. Um, Marvin Williams should be solid, but uh, you know, it's like a big man rotation of Cody Zeller and Frank Kaminsky and they have Bismack back. Right. Like, I, I mean, does that really do it? I, I also don't know what kind of coach, uh, Borrego is going to be because sure. yeah, yeah. Steve Clifford, Steve Clifford was a genius defensively. Like you look at the, those, I mean, really offensively he was pretty good too. Like they never turned the ball over. Um, he saw where the three point shot was going. So he made them start shooting a bunch of threes a couple of years ago to kind of catch up in that department and found good ways to get quality shots. And they just didn't have a ton of talent out around Kemba to, to really make noise. Um, but you know, they had like top seven, top six defenses every year without Jefferson as their center. Like they, like they, they really found ways to make up for inefficiencies defensively and, and be good. Uh, and I just, not, I don't know that Brago can't do that. I just, we don't know what kind of coach he is. Yeah. Total mystery. They also never found a way to win a close game under Steve Clifford, which was really unfortunate. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, uh, I guess when, when Kemba has been dragging a team for 45 minutes, he's a little tired there. And the other team's like, what if we just put a bigger guy on him? And they kind of shut that down. <laughs> right. All right. So I was looking at, uh, it's this, these, uh, this part, uh, like a parlay. So I don't gamble. Like I, the only time I gamble is when I'm at Las Vegas summer league and I, I bet on all the summer league games, but I don't actually wager, but I, I was looking at all these teams that I was like pretty certain aren't going to make the playoffs. And, uh, and I, I found this thing called a parlay calculator, which I thought was amazing. Okay. Uh, so, uh, if I parlay that these eight teams will all miss the playoffs, the bulls, the Knicks, the nets, the Cavs, the magic, the Clippers, the Mavericks, and the Grizzlies, uh, so that, that, that pays out about three to one. So I, you know, not a huge, I'm going with but, a lot of favorites there, but like, but that's I, also fun. That's a fun thing to root if for. I put a hundred dollars down to win $300. So which one of those teams is going to screw me up? Is it the Cavs? Cause you said you thought that maybe, maybe the Cavs, uh, the Cavs might be in the race. Yeah. Cavs and, and yeah, the Grizzlies could screw that up. Right. Well, see, I'm actually thinking also emotionally, sure. I won't be upset if the Grizzlies screw it up for me. Like yeah, that's, that's like, actually, that's a win. It's a win win. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I'm if the Grizzlies miss the playoffs, I'm like, well, I got this sweet, uh, $300 or whatever the unit may be, right, uh, exactly. and, you know, coming back to me. I'm, I'm in on this idea. This is a smart bet. So I was like texting, I was texting some people who I know actually place wagers. And I'm like, I realize there's no way to win at gambling and everyone who gambles is bad at it. But the NBA is very predictable as far as regular season records. Like, what if you just tied together like six teams that like they're going to make the playoffs or they are going to miss the playoffs? They're like, well, your turn's not very good. I'm like, well, so like, what's wrong with getting $170 back on a hundred? They were like, I don't know. So I, I might, I don't know. I, I might, I might find a way to place, put some money down. No one's talking. No, no one has dissuaded me. No one's told me why I'm no, wrong. No, I'm a hundred percent in on this idea. <laughs> we don't root for teams to lose enough. Right. right. Like just for really no reason. Yeah. Other than like you've, you've created this 18 parlay to miss the play. Like that's, that's a fun thing. Like, you know, you're not supposed to bet the unders on stuff. It's more fun to bet the over so you can root for points and all this, all that BS. This is, but, this, is, uh, this is don't come on the, on the craps table. Yeah, exactly. Like this is, but this is fine. Cause it, cause these teams, half those teams want to lose. 
That's what I'm saying. They want to lose. I don't know. I, I think I read. Well, there I was think th- I think you can't afford not to make the bet. Thank you. All yeah. right. I feel I, I feel better about that. All right. Well, Zach, uh, to, to wrap up, um, did you did you maybe a few years ago ever imagine that there would be like a, a span of days where Elton Brand waved Mecca Okafor and James <laughs> Jones signed Jamal Crawford three years his senior? Um, it is weird, right? That's a weird thing. Also, uh, another weird age thing is, uh, is I, I discovered that, uh, Dirk's playing career is 23 days older than Luka Doncic. <laughs> yeah. And that checks out. Yeah, was, so was, that, well, I mean, Vince, Vince Carter is apparently starting opening night for the Hawks and I'm certain his career seems like it would be as oh, old as it Trey Young. Than the, it might be older than the Hawks. The Hawks <laughs> franchise. <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a good point. It makes me think for the Suns signing uh, signing Jamal Crawford. Did Ryan McDonough get fired because he wouldn't sign him? He's a, that's, that's a great Robert question. Sarver's like I got to get me a man in here who will sign Jamal Crawford. We need we need yeah. to make we need points. Right. What if that was like you know Tom Thibodeau's probably gonna get fired over the Jimmy Butler thing, but like getting fired over not signing Jamal Crawford is a much funnier story. So I'm in on this. Yeah. I, I just like the idea, like, you know, Sarver one night was just like going through old Ball's life videos and he saw all those Cielo <laughs> Pro-Ams. He was like, wow, this Jamal Crawford kid. Yeah. He's, he's going to be something. Like, can we get this guy? No. Because he looks so, he looks so young. He right, does. exactly. <laughs> he, look, he looks so young. Like, he still looks he's, looks like he's 22 years old. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thanks, Zach. Uh, you probably got to go right up to this uh, Wes Johnson, Alexis Agensa trade review. Oh so, man, I you know grades for that. Hopefully, Danny Larue hasn't beaten me to the grades and yeah, the salary cap. Those, those will be up on one. the athletic or uh, yeah. or over over on uh, count the days. I might I might I might keep those for just the Twitter feed. You know, I might just post <laughs> that and just like maybe try to set up a Patreon based on this story. <laughs> That's good. All right, if you want to get some of that, uh, check it out the Twitter at Talk Hoops. Zach, thanks for coming on again, and I uh, look forward to talking with you again soon. Absolutely, anytime. All right, thanks to Zach coming on. Always fun to talk with him. He's a really good podcast guest. It's almost like he uh, does it professionally. Uh, don't forget to download the Draft app and use our code FASTBREAK, uh, and I will see you out on those the mean streets of Draft playing daily fantasy basketball for fun. Also support our show at patreon.com slash breakfast. Get exclusive bonus content. Get the episodes of ground chuck delivered to your favorite podcast player support our show there we got a big season coming up i hope it's fun for you may none of our team's dreams be crushed in the first week that's all we can ask uh if you want to follow us on instagram on facebook fast break breakfast if you want to follow us on twitter at fast break break all right you guys are the best thanks for listening and remember breakfast is the most important thing Yeah, never apologize for being GNG. Fab break, break, man. You understand? SeatGeek saves you time and saves you money. Two of the more important commodities in our lives these days. They aggregate ticket selling sites together. So you don't have to go to eight sites and then, oh, I'm going to look at the ninth one now because I'm not quite sure. I was totally that way, of course. And then they also rank every ticket based on value. So you look at the section you want to sit in, find that big green dot, the darker green, the better. You'll you'll start to experience just endorphins when you see that green dot and know that you're getting an awesome deal on the ticket. I used SeatGeek to go to a Bucks wizards game, got awesome seats there for my uh, fiance and me. 
So the way to get started with them, download the SeatGeek app and enter that familiar promo code Fast Break Break by using that code to get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. That's promo code Fast Break Break for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Let them know that you came from us. Fast Break Break. John is an asshole. Fast Break Break. 